Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. your neighbor and tell your neighbor that you are welcome to the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we honor you this morning. You are awesome. And you are great. And we come before your throne humbly asking that Lord you help us to understand your word. Heal us by your word. Deliver us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Last week. Okay, I'm trying to discipline myself going the time. Amen. Uh, last week we talked about um what our pastor has termed <laughs> uh, I didn't give it a title but I think the, the title that he gave is appropriate Amen. based on where the spirit led us Amen, Amen. so we talked about um, the signs or the things that a good pastor must do but it is not only limited to pastors any good leader and any Christian who talks to people and wants to mentor people must be able to teach these things. Amen. Amen. So if you are uh, uh, somebody who speaks to people about Christ and you bring them to church learn these things because you are a pastor to those people. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are in, a, in an office and you are the believer there. You are a pastor to those people who, are, who don't know Christ. And for those who know Christ and who are not at your level, they must hear the word of Christ from you. Amen. Amen. So we said that a, um, a good leader or a pastor gives you knowledge and understanding. And we said that a good pastor inspires faith. And we talked about Romans 10 17. And we said that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. Or the word of God. Now, the word hearing is not something that you do once and then you, you, you end. The word hearing in the Greek is a present continuous tense. And in the Greek, it is ad infinitum. Amen. Amen. When you say ad infinitum, do you understand? It means that it goes on forever 
and ever. So you need to be hearing and hearing and hearing. Because the faith that you have for today may not be the faith or will not be the faith that you will need for tomorrow. Amen. Amen. That is why you need to be hearing and hearing and developing your faith all the time. Amen. Amen. It is not a once uh, or forever thing. You, it's something that you keep on doing and doing because you will find out that there are people who you used to admire and used to believe as leaders or people who are anointed then eventually you hear then they say things so or do things and then you begin to wonder whether he was a believer or he's still a believer it, it can happen that he was a believer at the time but he didn't continue to hear and to build his faith so now he or she gets to a point the things that he or she used to believe he probably doesn't believe them anymore last, uh, last week my wife was showing me a video about a popular singer. If I mention the name, you know. And the person was celebrating her birthday. So I've said her, so now you know that it's a female. <laughs> <laughs> then she went to uh, is it an imam? She went to an imam for the imam to impart blessing on her. Is it a chief imam or something like that, right? The chief imam, yeah. And can you believe it? This is a, a, a somebody that Christians looked up to. On her birthday, she goes to a chief imam to pray for her. It's like the pastors in the in Ghana are now in short supply. <laughs> I mean. When I saw, I said, "Hey, you see, and if if you are not careful, it so can affect your faith." And then there's another singer too who is very popular. And then they interviewed him, and he was speaking and you know uh, eulogizing and saying things about Ajaguraja. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he said that Ajaguraja is a, is a secret name of God. This is a no. Singer, if I mention, oh, you haven't seen how many have seen what I'm saying? Yeah, it looks like Pastor hasn't seen it. Pastor Penno has a move. Yeah, he was. He, I said, How you know, but I won't mention him because this can go on YouTube. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. But I want you to understand that. You see, you can't go beyond what you are hearing. If you don't hear good things, you can't, hear, you can't get good faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So hearing is very important. And I said that uh, you have to also hear yourself aloud. Speak the word of God to yourself. Amen. Amen. And we talked about the fact that um, the kind of preachers you hear, please, you can, you can listen to the message and keep on listening. Listen to your pastor's message. Don't just listen once. Keep on listening. Amen. I want you to understand something. You see, the one that God has given you is your pastor. 
And it's his voice that you must hear. And you must keep on hearing and hearing till you, your spirit, you know, um, uh, is in, in line with his spirit. Your vision is in line with his vision. When we say this, we are not trying to exhort the pastor. Because some have used this to abuse church members and exercise control over them. But a good pastor will not use this opportunity to exercise control over you. And I know that our pastor is a very good pastor. Amen. Sometimes, you know, we're trying to... Let me tell you something. Was it last week or last two weeks? He was supposed to... He went on um, an FM station to, to do the interview. We were saying that, ah, Pastor, you should have announced it. So, but how people know? You see, so you, you can see that he he's not somebody who wants to, you know, lift himself or try to force himself on you. And I'm not saying this because he's here. Amen. But I've known him for a long time. And I know that he's not going to... Uh, uh, force himself or lord himself over you. So give him the opportunity to pastor you well. Amen. Amen. Give him the opportunity to are you drinking water? <laughs> it's working. Your voice that doesn't that show that your voice you have you have a sore throat. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Is it a sore throat here or <laughs> when we school somebody a, a guy was going to to a dining hall and he was wearing uh, chalewati. You know, and in school, second school, you're not supposed to wear chalewati to dining hall. The pastor said, hey, come here. Why are you wearing chalewati? I have a sore throat. <laughs> so I just remembered. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, because I can't go over all Ultimate that I said. But one other thing I talked about hearing one is take it what you hear so I'm going to a second one today the second one is take it how you hear in Luke 8 verse 18 Jesus Christ said that take it how you hear hallelujah Amen. The reason why you must take it how you hear is because many people don't hear well. Most of the time we don't hear well. And I can show you a lot of things that we've been taught as Christians from our childhood that is based on the fact that we didn't hear or the person who taught us didn't hear well. Amen. Amen. And when you don't hear well, you form a bad opinion or a bad image about the person. We have a bad image of God because of what we've heard. That he didn't say. And you see, the way you... God is presented to you can make you feel or can make you think that God is a wicked God. The fact of the matter is that many Christians believe that God is a wicked God. But it's because he is God. That is why we have to serve him. Because we don't have any, any alternative. So God is presented in a very 
wicked manner. All in the name of that he is God. So last, last time when uh, Christian Achu death came, I hear a, a, a certain actor, Majid, Majid, was saying that don't tell people that God give and God has taken. That's <laughs> why you heard it. Because it's wrong. Let, look, let me tell you something. There is a man called Tetena. And many of you don't know him, but he's very, very influential. If you watch CNN, it is that man who, who formed CNN. He's a billionaire. And you know the story about, about his uh, uh, his infancy is that he used to go to Presbyterian church and he had only one sister that he used to play with he loved the sister then all of a sudden the sister died and then the Presbyterian pastors and all those Christians came and said that, oh you know God is the one who has taken your, your sister away because he needs her to water the flowers in heaven and the, the guy said ah then this God is a very wicked God of all the, the girls in the world and we are of, it's only the one that I'm playing with that I'm, hap, I'm happy with then you come and take her to go and water your flowers so you see because of how it was presented to her uh, to him he formed a very bad image of God that God is a wicked God and from that day he prayed and said that if, if he gets money, he will make sure that people don't follow this God. Yes. And so if you watch CNN, you will find out that those who watch CNN tend to criticize pastors. Yeah. You keep on watching. You find out that they always criticize conservatives and, and people of faith. And that's what many people don't know. There are some networks in the USA when you watch there's a, a network called MSNBC mm. from MB, NBC a, a certain lady who was, a, who was a believer was I went and she was watching and I said that this thing you are watching look within a short time you'll be criticizing pastors the next time I, I met her we were talking she was criticizing pastors take it what you hear take it how you hear yeah, a lot of people here in, in outside America and even in America because of what they hear they don't even like Christians I'm telling you it's because of how it is, it is the whole thing is presented to you so when you hear you hate the people that you are supposed to love I'm telling you when you hear, when I mention the, the name of Donald Trump here, a lot of people will have negative uh, affection or negative something against him. And I was telling somebody, I said, do you know Donald Trump? Have you met him before? You haven't seen him before. You haven't met him. You haven't talked to him before. So why don't you like? Why don't you? Why do you hate him? It's because of how he has been presented to you. Are you understanding it? The way he's presented to you. That's why. 
And American media is said that if you were a conservative, you were a Republican, you are either you are you probably be a racist. You'll be somebody who hates people. So they present that, and even if you're a Christian and the person is a Christian, but let me tell you, one of the 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 the, the best friends of of, of, of Christians for a while has been Donald Trump. What he did for Christians and for Israel, nobody has been able to do it was, was able to do within the four years. And yet the same Christians, because of how it's been presented, you won't like him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Even what I'm saying, maybe you won't, but I'm telling you the truth. Hallelujah. In the, even in the Bible, Jesus says something in John chapter 8, verse 56, 57. Jesus said that your father Abraham Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Now listen, go to verse 57. Then the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and have seen Abraham the man did not say that he saw Abraham. You see, all of you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, the man did not say that he, uh, 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 he saw Abraham. He said Abraham rather saw him. And he was glad. But the people said that, ah, you, you have been 50 years and you saw Abraham. So what he said, they've changed it. They have misrepresented what he said. Are you understanding it? So now, it stops them from, from pursuing or trying to find out further why he said that Abraham saw him. Because when you prophet that you find you, you, you come to the conclusion that because he existed before, that is why Abraham saw him. And that makes him God. In Romans chapter 5, verse 20, Paul was talking about uh, um talking about the fact that uh if we sin, grace abounds. So in verse 20. He, saw, he said that moreover the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Go to the next verse. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now when you go to chapter 6 verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? See, the reason why he's asking this is that the people were accusing him that he is saying that people must sin so that grace will abound. Are, are you understand what I'm saying? So they are now misrepresenting what he's saying. But that's not what he said. The fact of the matter is that where, where sin is, grace will abound because if grace doesn't abound you will send your way to hell hallelujah it's a fact look nobody encourages you to sin don't go about sinning don't be a Christian in the church uh, uh, with your handbag full of condoms helping people out but in case you sin don't continue to live in sin and don't run away from Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter what 
come back to him. And he will save you. Hallelujah. So where sin abounds, grace also abounds. Amen. Amen. But they said, oh, so you are, are you saying, and up to now, people say that when you preach grace, people come and say, eh, it's hyper grace. Hyper grace that you are saying that people must sin and so that uh, grace will abound. People keep on saying it. In John 21, verse 20 to 23, the disciples totally misrepresented what Jesus Christ said. When you read it, the Jesus said to him, if I will that he he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. He was talking to Peter. And then he told Peter that, oh, do this uh, when you when you are old. Uh, this is what is going to happen to you. And Jesus Christ uh, uh, said something. He just said to him, if I will go to twenty, uh huh. So. 21, 21, 21, 21. Peter seeing him said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? This man was referring to John. And, and 22. Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? I for you, follow me. Hallelujah. You follow me. Verse 23. Then this scene went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Are you seeing the, the, the difference? Jesus Christ is not saying that John will not die. What he said was that, ah, uh, no, if he, he, he has to remain till I come, that is not your. your, your, your you just follow me. Do what I tell you to do. Then the same brethren, the disciples, they went about saying that Jesus Christ said that this uh, 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 John, he will not die. But that's not what he said. Take it how you hear. Hallelujah. Take it how you hear. Yeah, Jesus did, and, you see, and the disciple himself, Jesus, John said, yeah, Jesus did not say to him that he will not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? Do you know that up to today, there are some people who still believe, who teach that John did not die? And yeah, there are some people who teach that John did not die. In spite of the man himself saying that, that's not what Jesus Christ said. Take it how you hear. There is a verse. There is a verse that we all, even we read and say it during Easter or, or, or Friday Easter. Luke 23. 42-43. When Jesus hung on the cross, the, uh, one of the, uh, the thieves said to Jesus, um, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Because you know, know the story. So, um, that goes to Verse 43. And Jesus said to him, I surely, I say to you, today, you will be with me in paradise. Is that not what Jesus Christ said? If I tell you right now, Jesus Christ did not say that, what would he say? <laughs> he 
you will tell me that what are you talking about? But I'm telling you today that Jesus Christ did not say what the Bible is making him say. What a shock. Okay. You see, we know that Jesus Christ, when he died, he went to hell, right? And he rose again on what? The third day. So, he was not in heaven on the day that he died. Are you getting it? Was he in heaven? Remember when he rose up and Mary Madeline was going to touch him? He said, don't touch me because I have not presented myself to the Father. Do you, do you get it? So, how could Jesus have told the guy that you'll be with me in paradise today. When he did not go to paradise. So, so it means that Jesus Christ lied. Does he lie? Okay. The thing about Bible interpretation is that the Greek, in the, in the Greek or the original, there are no comments. Okay. So the translators put comments there to make meaning. And sometimes in putting the comments there, they made people hear things that Jesus Christ, uh, the Bible doesn't want, I mean, did not mean for us to, to hear. So look at this. Assuredly, I say to you, remove the comma from after you. Put it after today. Okay, can you? Can, are you do you have the power to edit? Do you have the power to edit? Okay, let me let me explain things to you. Something to you. One day, a professor gave uh, uh, a homework to his students, and the, the, and he said that the the students must uh, put punctuation marks, whatever, make meaning of the sentence. And the sentence was that man, a woman, without without his man, no, woman, without 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 a man. I've forgotten what he said. Though. <laughs> that, a, a, a woman without a man is useless. A woman without him, without without him or man is useless, or or a man without something like that. a woman without a man, yes, is useless. Without him, a woman without him is useless. Like without a man is useless. Okay, so all the men punctuated and said, a woman. Uh, comma, without his man, without her man, comma, is useless. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I get it. It's a long distance, so it just came to me. So pardon me if I don't, but I'm trying to let you understand something. That all the women also punctuated in such a way, said that a man without her woman. Something to that effect is useless. They also put it in such a way that it will favor them. You understand? So that it read like a, a, a man without her, her, 
a, a woman is useless. The man also punctured in such a way that a man, a, a woman without her man is useless. So it was all based on the punctuation. Are you getting the picture? Okay. And the same thing happens to this one. Good. So assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. I'm telling you today that you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say that you will be with me in paradise today. Because he was not in paradise on that day. Are you getting the picture? All based on punctuation. All based on punctuation. So how you are hearing is based on, 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 on how it is presented to you. But you can never say that. Because it will make Jesus Christ a liar. But we'll be reading it and reading it. And every Easter we read it. The way I said to you, uh, today you'll be with me in paradise. Take it how you hear Hallelujah. Amen. There's another verse also. I want us to go through certain verse. If we finish fine, it's okay. Amen. Amen. In John chapter 9, verses 2 and 3, the disciples asked Jesus Christ, Ah, they saw a blind man and said, Did, Was it his father who died, uh, who sinned? Or his mother who sinned. Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither. This man or his parents sinned. But, the, the, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Verse 4. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. So this has presented a picture of the fact that God made the man to be blind before he was born. So that when Jesus Christ heals him, God will be glorified. Is that not, is that not what we all know? Okay. Now, let's, let's look at the verse 12. Let's go to verse 3. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. If you can edit it, put a full stop after sinned. Okay, put a full stop after sinned. Then, but that, but that the words of God should be revealed in him, put a comma there, and continue the next verse. Uh-huh. Oh, are you there? Now this man or experiencing, but that the words of God should be revealed in him. Comma. Uh-huh. Go to the next verse. Verse 4. Verse 4. Oh, he said it in that's why. Okay. Okay, so I must work the words of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one how many understand what I'm saying? Are you seeing it? Many of you are not seeing it. What he's saying is that if he's saying that no, it is not that God made him to be blind so that I would I will work and then God will be glorified. But that the works of God should be revealed in him if I work 
You understand? If I do the work, then God will be glorified. It looks like you're not understanding. It's not very clear. Okay. Verse 3. Please be with me so that they will understand. Otherwise, I will look. Neither this man or his parents sinned. Comma, uh, full stop. Are you see? So you are saying, no, no, it's not the, uh, the man, no, the, the father or mother. That is a full stop. He has answered that question. Then he says that, so that the words of God should be revealed in him, I must work. Are you seeing it? I must work so that the uh, works of God will be revealed in him. There are two different meanings based on what? Punctuation. So, it has made people to hear that God kills people, makes people uh, blind, so that he will be glorified. And many of us uh, believe that. I don't know what you understand. The way God has been presented. So now I, I, I asked, one day, one day, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit asked me, what, what kind of Jesus, what kind of God am I presenting? Am I presenting a God who is good? Who is kind? Who is gracious? I'm, a, or I'm presenting a God who is mean. Because we have presented a God who is mean and Holy Spirit who is mean and always looking out for our sin to hurt us. It's like you can't you can't turn you turn and you do something the only Holy Spirit is there to just give you an opportunity. That's how we've, we've been made to believe who God is. Hallelujah. But God is not like that. Amen. God is, will not make somebody blind from look, there is the devil. There's the enemy who does things to destroy people's lives. It is not God. Hallelujah. Amen. This one you know. The three wise men. That one you know. But there's no way in the Bible that says that there were three wise men. Who went to look for Jesus. And because of the picture that is drawn. They say three wise men. But there were three gifts. It doesn't mean that there were three wise men. No way. It says wise men. Amen. Amen. And number two, the wise men did not go to the manger. By the time the wise men went, Jesus Christ had been born and been taken to, 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 to the house. So when you read, the Bible tells you that a child, not a baby. Do you understand? So the picture is presented that the wise men went to a manger. Three wise men. There were always three. There were more than three. Hallelujah. Amen. So what I'm saying is this. Let me give you another, the, another thing that we also know is that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Yeah, yet there is no way in the Bible that says Jonah was swallowed by a whale. The Bible says that he was swallowed by a big fish. There was no whale there. Are you understanding it? And all of you sitting here, you think that you you believe you believe that he was swallowed by a whale. There was no whale. The, 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 no whale is mentioned. Just, just, just like in, in the garden, no apple was mentioned. And yet we believe the people believe that uh 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 Eve ate apple. <laughs> yeah, so they don't eat apple because Eve ate apple. There's no way in the Bible that says that if Eve ate apple. Hallelujah. There's no way that says that Jonah, Jonah was swallowed by a whale. 
and yet people can sit on this and then argue and say the game. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Amen. Take it what you, what you, uh, how you hear. Amen. Amen. All right. Job 12 verse 11 says that your ear must try words. Does not the ear test words and the mouth taste is food? So let your ear try the, the, what you hear. Hallelujah. And especially you see when, when you hear a message the best thing is to to listen to it more often. Amen. Amen. Because, like I said, that message is supposed to, to uh, uh, bring faith in you. Listen, listen. There's no way in the Bible that says that testimonies bring faith. The only thing testimonies can do is to boost your faith. But testimonies don't. The Bible does not say that testimonies bring faith. It only comes by the hearing of of, of, of the word of God. Hallelujah! So that we must be able to put testimonies in its place. Build your faith instead of trying to listen to people's testimonies. You should build your faith. Hear the word of God. Listen to it. Hallelujah! Are you understanding me? Because you can get to a place where the faith, faith that you have. It's built on, on, on somebody's testimony. It is built on, on what somebody said. What That may not be, be, be right. You may not get the same uh, 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 testimony. Because it's some of the, the things that happen. Testimonies can come about because of God's mercy to somebody. It may not necessarily mean that the person had faith to do it. Or to, 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 to receive it. You understand? Uh-huh. Because your faith must be based on the word of God. And, and sometimes, because I've heard people give testimony. And you can see that this thing, it's, it's some way, but God has done it. Or God has done it. Because let me tell you the truth. Sometimes it's not God who did it. Yeah, the enemy can give, you, can give you miracles. Oh, you don't know. The enemy can make you so comfortable so that you won't pray. Because uh-huh. you know that if it doesn't make you comfortable, the kind of bugab, uh, uh, tongue that you, you he is scared of it. So the best is that he makes you comfortable so that you don't pray. Then you say, Oh, God has, God has blessed me. He has made me comfortable. Hallelujah. Your faith must be based on the word of God. The reason I'm saying is that. A certain lady, when we were young uh, uh, believers, we were just and people were coming to us for prayer. And they would call, went and they would call, they would call me and and would go and pray. Then this lady came, said, "Sofo, I know the sofo, but you were calling me sofo. I've 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 gone to uh, give birth. I may have a child." with this man. But this man is married. But I believe that the man is my husband. So I want you to pray. God has laid it on my heart that I must pray that God will remove that woman so that I will become the... the, 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 the. Oh, you don't know. Look, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. There was a woman in America 
She said, oh, Kanekopan is, is her husband. So she's believing God for Kanekopan to come and marry her. That means that Gloria Copeland should die. <laughs> are, you, are you understanding? So if your faith is not based on the Bible and you're going to... So when she said that, I said, hey. This is what they had, though. And she really meant it. You cannot have anything from God that has not been provided through the work of Jesus Christ. Listen carefully. You cannot. God has not provided anything that Jesus Christ did not through his death and resurrection provide it. He has not. If it's against his word or his word, your fasting 41 days will not change God's mind. We don't even fast to change God's mind. In the New Testament, you cannot fast to change God's mind. You cannot have faith to change God's mind. You can only have what God has provided. Amen. Sometimes, look, huh, let me give you a, a let me let's go to a verse in, in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Look, wherever we end, we have ended. Amen. Amen. So, definitely. Amen. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 3. Verse 3. I think my time is up, right? What's the time? It's time. Okay. I should flow. So, give me some 5 10 minutes, or. Are you enjoying the message? Yeah. All right. By take it out. <laughs> by faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Already existed and repaired it. It does not mean that he did not create the world initially by things that did not exist. Do you understand? Because Genesis chapter one verse one, uh, 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 Genesis one one says that the God created the heavens and the earth. But the verse two says that and the earth became. Do you understand? Uh huh. So I hope if you if you are confused, just um, uh, listen to the message again. Amen. Amen. All right. So I think that I will end here. Another uh, uh, point I was going to give you quickly is that a leader helps you to mature. Yeah. Uh, he helps you to mature in Ephesians four. 9 to 16. He gave some pastors evangelists and all that so that we will mature. Amen. Amen. Alright. So, in conclusion, my message to you is that and he said, Let's do everything within our power to build our faith, to build it on the word of God, to build it on the message, the preaching that our pastor preaches. Let's have our heart be in line with his heart. Because sometimes when your heart is in line with somebody, even when he says something that you think it's a mistake or if, even if the person he speaks 
if the person misspeaks, because you know him and you know his heart, you know that that is not what he means. Do you understand? Let me give, give me an example. Last week, I was saying something about uh, we not having enough time for the word of God. You can hear it that I was blaming pastor that he's the one who has sport you. Are, are you getting it? I never said that. But if you are, if you don't hear it well, it's like, oh, he's saying that pastor is as sport us. But I was actually blaming our, ourselves, we all of us, yeah, because it's not understand. only here. All of generally, Christians don't can't afford to sit a long time to hear the word of God to be taught. And you cannot grow, you cannot be trained with 40-45 minutes preaching. I'm, I'm telling you, you cannot. If you don't uh, uh, study yourself at home and all you rely is 45 minutes preaching, you will never grow well. Amen. Amen. And it, it's a fact. Because you see, pastor only gets you for a maximum of Two hours. After that, you go into the world. 24 hours a day, 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours for six days. He only gets you for 45 minutes. You think that 45 minutes message can can wash you from the defilement of the world that you've gone through in a week? No. Amen. Amen. That is why, even if after message, listen to his message again. Continue in during the week. Continue listening. Hallelujah. Amen. And let your heart be in line with his heart. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand. Begin to speak to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you are here and you don't know our Lord, you don't know the Lord Jesus. He is not in your in your life. He's not in your heart. You know it. That if you are to leave the earth today, you are not sure that you will be in heaven. You are not sure you will be with the Lord Jesus. If you are here like this and you want to be assured that you, that you, you, you have Jesus in your heart, I want you to lift up your hand and I will pray with you. You are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord. You I want to say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. From today, use me. Use me for your own glory. I will save you. I will save you. So give me the strength to save you.
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.